It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl DeMossi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And what's up, baseball fans, and welcome to season number five, episode number 14 of the Who's On First Base baseball podcast presented by Coach's Corner, and we're part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. So it's the Who's On First baseball podcast for Wednesday night, July 13th, 2022. It's the coach, Carl Demasi, and my co-host, my cohort, my sister, because that's what it seems like in trivia <laughs> games because we keep on tying, and that's, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. What's up, big guy? Hey, good to see you, Coach. Glad to see you back home and can't wait to talk some ball as we lead up into the this year's All-Star break. And don't forget, on the Coach's Corner Network, five shows quickly. Wednesday night, 6 to 7 o'clock, Rubbin' and Grubbin' on Coach's Corner Facebook page on YouTube. Okay, then, of course, you got the Call of Monster Sports Board on Saturday, uh, yours truly from 9 to 10.30. Then we got to go to the show that only goes once a year, the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers talking all things Masters from Augusta not really, from the John Henderson cabin on the campus of Coach's Corner, and then two podcasts. The Hot Grids podcast, which is out. Uh, I think it's episode 123, Travis Judon and Spencer Maddox, the young pups in town talking all sports. And then, of course, yours truly, the coach and the baseball fanatic doing Who's On First Base Baseball podcast. Five innings, first inning around the horn. And we always add something special to these uh, around the hordes and breaking down the finish. Instead of naming the all-star team, we're going to name our all-animal all-star team. That's players with last names, first names with animals, or nicknames, okay? I went a little in-depth. I know that I know probably the fanatic went with nicknames, but that's inning number one. Inning number two, we chop on the Braves. What's going on with the Braves? All-star selections. Uh, the series just ended with the Mets today. And, of course, what's coming up next? And already Braves fans are panicking. Inning number three, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the bananas, okay? All-star game. Scary moment last night at Grayson Stadium with one of their bowl players. And, of course, what's going to happen in the second half. And then we'll touch a little bit on the local players that are in Major League Baseball, in the minor leagues, and playing independent ball. And then, of course, the last inning, it's baseball trivia. I know the Fanatic is up five wins to three. And like I said when I started the show, it's like kissing my sister. We've tied five times this year. Five times. So here we go, Fanatic. Around the horn. Let's talk about division races or the outstanding teams in each division right now. And why not start in the junior circuit, the American League, with the NL East? Every team is 500 or better there, Fanatic. How about that? The Baltimore Orioles have been red hot. They've won nine in a row. They're nine and one in their last ten. And that still puts them in fifth place with the likes of several teams that there's, there's a possibility that a 500 team in this division may not make the playoffs, but the Yankees continue to play great ball. They've struggled a little bit, losing the last. Oh, they're three. choking! They're choking! The Yankees are choking! They can't oh, win. Oh, you're the... choking! You're choking! You're 61 and 26. There you go. Yeah, that's three good run, enough for a three runs up last lead. night against the Reds. Three, the worst team in baseball, the worst record in baseball, and they give up four runs and lose. You know what happens? That's called baseball. You're going to win 60. You're going to lose 60. I just say deal with that. I got bigger problems as a Cubs fan, but that's not why you called. So the Yanks are up 14 games over the Tampa Bay Rays, and they are 14 and a half games above the Boston Red Sox. And both of those teams right now are in the driver's seat to be in the playoffs. That tells you just how tough the division is. And Toronto, they you get you see our third managerial firing of the year. Charlie Montoyo, really talented guy. And, um, you know, maybe you just need another voice in the locker room. I'm not quite sure what it is. You will see his likes in the dugout for another major league team, but they say bye-bye, sitting with a record of 46-22. and 22. But the Yankees hold serve in the East, big shocker, and that's all we've been talking about for the last month. I know. It's strange that you hear a manager from a winning te- a team with a winning record being fired in the middle of the year. But you know what? Philadelphia fired our uh, good uh, good man Joe Girardi, and they, they've changed it a little over there. So you never know what's going to yeah. happen. You never right. know. Let's go to the Central. The Twinkies, the Minnesota Twins, are still holding holding serve there. Yeah, right now that's the team that's been the highlight of that division the entire year, kind of battling back between Cleveland and the team that I think is the most 
disappointing team in the all of baseball a team that was you know slated to win you know 90 plus games this team is ready to win in the Chicago White Sox they can't seem to find a way to get out of their own way I I don't know if it's the manager I certainly think that's part of it uh but right now the twins are 48 and 41 they held a three and a half game lead over the Cleveland Guardians and a five game lead over the Chicago White Sox who continue to struggle and it's not like they're really going out of their way to play great baseball. I mean, they're five and five in their last ten. They're holding serve. They're Let's seven get rid of Tony Larusa. Let's get rid of Tony Larusa. I told you he's too old for the job. He's outdated. It, the, the White Sox got. Hey, Montoya's available. Okay. okay, and I was thinking about this. I listened to a ton of Chicago radio, as you know. It needs. If we could find a way to say, "Hey, special assistant," I know Jerry Reinsdorf loves you. Going back to the '80s. Tony, go up there, be an advisor, collect your paycheck, bring in somebody else. Bring in a manager that is just going to have a steady voice that is not going to keep trying to win games like it's 1990. I'm sorry. The game has passed him by, and his ego will not let him get out of the way of the White Sox. This is a talented ball club. All right, let's go to the AL West, and it's still the uh, Houston Astros. Dusty Baker's got him on a roll. The Mariners uh, still 12 games out. I mean – the Angels, that's the biggest disappointment to me with some of the talent they got there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, but Astros, 8-2 and two this week, first place. Oh, yeah. I don't see that change for the rest of the year. The Mariners could still be a fun team that might find their way into the wild card picture. But Houston holds serve. The Rangers are a middling club. You didn't expect much for them. But, yeah, like you said, big disappointing season with the Angels. Ultimately cost Joe Madden his job. And, I mean, look where they're at. They're 12 games under 520 games out and eight games behind in the wild card. And it's really frustrating to see the two most, to me, two of the most exciting players in baseball in Shohei Otani and Mike Trout languishing out there in Anaheim. Okay, let's cross the uh, bridge there. Let's stay on the left coast. I mean, the west coast, like I always say. It's still uh, left. It's left to here, I'll tell you that. The Dodgers, uh, you know, uh, out there in the NL West, 8-2. and They seem the cream of the crop. They get to host the... uh, all-star game that Orlando was snubbed two years ago, but two weeks, yeah, two years ago. So, uh, yep. you know, they're going to have all the, the stars out there, but the Dodgers are just the class of that uh, division. Yeah, you're looking at arguably the most talented team in baseball, 56 and 30 right now, seven and a half game lead over a really talented San Diego Padres team. And you've got two teams. You've got San Diego, who is two and a half games up um, in the wild card seating right now. They're 11 games over 500. They have fallen off four and six. Uh, and even though the Dodgers dropped one last night to the Cardinals, um, they are still head and shoulders, you know, better than any team in this division. I had a chance to see it up close against the Cubbies over the over the weekend. We played a really tight series, but ultimately they have the talent and the depth to close out games. And that's why they're the class in the National League. Just remember the the lady in the in in the house, the wife. Okay, happy wife, happy life. So you got to be happy. The Dodgers beat the No, I won't. And she (laughs) saw it firsthand, and she's sitting 10 feet from me laughing at it. Go Dodgers. That's all I got to say. Go big blue there, Angela. Yeah, that only hurts a little bit. Yeah, love you too, guys. Thank you. All right, moving on. That's enough out of both of you. I'm going to lose my seat to the wedding pretty soon. All right. No, you're not. (laughs) Save the dates are ready for you, buddy. All right. NL Central, uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals. uh, Going back and forth, it just doesn't look like the Pirates, Cubs, or Reds, who the Yankees choked with on last night, are going to do anything special this year. No, they're really not. I mean, the Brew Crew, you know, they're not going to really wow you with all the offensive talent on that team. It's the pitching staff that gets you there with the likes of Corbin Burns. If you get to the seventh or eighth inning and you got to bring in Josh Hader, game over, that long-haired freak can flat out (laughs) shut down a ball club. He is good. We all know he is. He's got 27 saves. But – the Cardinals are only two games back in the division, keeping things interesting, a rough 10 games there. But they've won three in a row, and uh, uh, Brewers picked up a big W last night. So it's going to be a two-team race the rest of the way. And I feel like that's all I've been talking about since April, really. With right. this division. Quickly, go. don't go. give me a long dissertation, but Albert Pujols, do you think he gets the 700? He's at 686. You know, it's very possible. I mean, I, I – I would love to see it just from a number standpoint. I would too. It's good for baseball. And the fact I do like the fact he's retiring as a Cardinal, he should be that number five is going to go next to pretty much everybody else. He'll be with red Shane Deans and Ozzy Smith and the rest of the, the rest of the Cardinal crew there. So hypothetical situation. 
hypothetical situation. Which he got? hits um, another eight, so that'll put him at six ninety four. Do you think the Cardinals and Albert will hang on for the first two months next year so he can get the seven hundred? Honestly, I don't know. I knowing Albert, he's a pretty humble guy. I mean, just from everything I've read, he just seems like a guy when he's done, his body will say he's done. And I mean, he's given everything to this game, you know, in his career. I don't see him hanging on if he doesn't think he can do the job for a club. Okay, next up, the NL East, which I got to see firsthand last night in the ATL yeah, yeah. in Truist Park. The only game the Braves took from the Mets in this three-game series. They faced each other seven times. Uh, the Mets lead four to three. They still got to go another 12 times. I think September, I think they go at each other nine times. It's pretty. Oh, September, yeah. It's it's going to be September, a battle October, royale. 12. So get, get the popcorn ready. You're going to enjoy the, the, you know, the, To be honest with you, the Braves' bats were not there. I mean, and the, they uh, were Mets, not. the Mets pitching was solid. I mean, even though they lost last night, Patterson or Peterson did a great job. But what gets me, Kyle, this is a team of really, really no names. Besides Lindor and uh, uh, Alonzo, I mean, what what big names do you have? I mean, N- Nemo, Nim- Nemo, 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 Nemo in center field. He's, he's, he's a good player. But, uh, I mean, like I said, J.D. Davis, uh, Dominic Smith, uh, what's his name? Jan- Janowski? Yeah, uh, Travis Janowski, a guy that's bounced around and really been a journeyman. Last time I saw him. He was an overall number one pick. Diego. He yeah, was the number and, one uh, pick. Yeah, at some at yeah, one time he was. But Nito, I mean, I mean and Guillermo, how do you say yeah, it? Guillermo. And the Guillermo. funny thing is, coach, I mean, you know, we live here in Savannah, Georgia. I mean, I know they all played guys, for Savannah they and played, They came through the system. Yeah. These are homegrown guys. I think that's the biggest takeaway is that they found a way, even with the whole, you know, mess with the organization during those days. They're finding ways to get guys up here. They may not be flashy. Those are the guys that are nuts and bolts, and they're getting the job done for the Mets. But ultimately, it starts with that pitching staff. And I have to hate. I have to say this: they got rid of a man near and dear to me. I think he's one of the best managers or coaches in baseball, Joe Girardi. Hey, but the Phillies are only eight and a half back. I mean, I mean, they're sneaking up, and Harper's hurt. You got to worry about the Phillies. You have to worry about a little bit only if you, but I don't think too much. The only thing, they're only one game out of the wild card. They're not sniffing that division title. The Braves and the Mets are head and shoulders better than the Phillies, even though, you know, I mean, they're, ha- they're, they're good for them. They're playing really good ball, but that's really all I can say for them. I don't see them as a divisional threat. All right, quickly. That's it for the uh, around the horn with the uh Division races, uh, we go to All-Star break next Tuesday, the 19th, out in L.A. Quickly, biggest snub, uh, not yet to be picked for uh, an All-Star position. I'll give you two. I'll give you one for the American and the National League. Of course, in the American League, I'm going to go with Dylan Cease from the Chicago White Sox. You know, he's been a really bright spot in that rotation. You know, the numbers he's put up over this season. He will still get in. I still find a way. You find guys that are looking for the time off, you know, trying to rehab injuries, this, that, and the other. He will find a way to be there in Los Angeles. I, I just see it happening. I mean, yeah, there's only one starting pitcher who has better strikeouts than him, and that's Shane McLennan from uh, Tampa Bay. Cease's yeah, McLennan has been absolute monster. 34.3% strikeout rate. <laughs> well, and I'll give you my National League real quick. I'll just say, you know, my biggest snub, I mean, right now, but I don't read too much into it. We know about how good the third basemen are in the National League, but Austin Riley, I see him getting added as a reserve. Right now, he is my biggest snub overall. There's a pretty good list of them, but those are the two that jump out for me the most. Hit his 25th home run already before the All-Star break today. Yeah, he's on pace. I mean, I mean that kid could hit 40 home runs, and he plays – he, he's a future gold glover. All right, this is where we have fun. This is where we pick a crazy uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. topic to talk yes. about. We know we got the All-Star game coming up, but I figured let's have some fun. Let's have the Major League Baseball All-Animal All-Star team. Ooh. Now, I went by names, and I know you probably went by nicknames. So yeah. I'm going to – I'm going to give you my team first, and then we'll go with what you got, okay? Okay. Everybody on my team, okay, their name has an animal in it. Not a nickname, an animal, like Joe Buck, catcher. You've heard of Joe Buck, right? I mean, John Buck. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Blue Jays. Right, okay. He's my catcher. First baseman, Jimmy Fox, okay? Played back in the 25s. Philadelphia A's, baby. 
325 batting average, average 534 home runs. That's my first base. My second baseman, no relation, is Nellie Fox, who played for the Philadelphia Athletics also, right? Yep, but Prime had his best years, Gold Glove years, with the Chicago White Sox, a part of that 59, um, you know, American League pennant team. There you go. Sorry. I know. You had to throw Chicago in there. Okay, we'll go with that. Okay, shortstop. What I want. Go. Shortstop, Robin Yunt. Robin Yount? Really? Interesting. I mean, I couldn't find any other shortstop with an animal name in their name. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, Robin was a great, and that is his first name. Now, I didn't know much about this guy. Maybe you did. He played for Arizona and L.A. I mean, his lifetime batting average was 237, but he was the only first third baseman I could find with an animal in his name, Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb, yeah. He was a journeyman ball player. I mean, I saw a lot of time. I think he spent some time with the White Sox. and uh, But, yeah, I remember him out in Arizona. Arizona, White Sox, and L.A. Okay, Correct. left fielder, it was a toss-up, but I went with Kevin Bass. He's another oh, journeyman. Kevin Bass with the Astros. There 270. 270 lifetime batting average. Uh, he was an all-star in uh, 1986 when Houston made that run. Batted 311. Okay. Center field it. I mean, there's no nobody else but Mike Trout. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're, we're going with a lot of fish here, guys. Well, it's an animal. It is. I know it's pretty fishy, but all right. And, of course, in right field, <laughs> I'm going to stay in the fish. I'm going to stay in the pond with Tim Salmon. Oh, the Salmon, Mr. Tim Salmon with the Angels. 282 batting average, 299 home run, career home runs. That must have really uh, not fun, missing the 300 mark, 300 club. It now, happens. starting pitching was a toss-up. Now, remember, I'm not taking nicknames. We can go Mark the Bird Fridrich. We can go with Goose Gossage, Catfish Hunter. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Mike Moose Messina. I mean, yeah, there's the a Moose. Lot. Okay. But I'm going to go this, too. There was Paul Bird. Yeah, Paul Byrne. 199 wins, 96 losses for Kansas City. Okay. Well, Kansas City in 2002 was his best year. He was 17 11. Yep. Now, here's, here's one I remember because you weren't even around. I mean, you weren't even a thought. Okay. Probably not. From Pittsburgh. Okay. Died too, er, too young. 29 years old, coming up, coming home from a golf outing. Bob Moose played for the Pirates Bob from Moose. 67 76. He won five divisions with the. Uh, uh, Pirates, he won a World Series, oh, and yeah. he threw a no-hitter against the Mets. I remember it very well because back then I was a Mets fan in 1969, their championship year. Yeah, it was. I don't want to talk about 69. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I was negative 14 years old, and I or negative 13, and I still don't like the 69 Mets. I have a Bob Moose 1972 Tops card. Thank you, Dad. Nice. Passed away too young, 29 years old. Certainly in the did. So, all right, let's hear who you got. You probably okay, went, so, you went with the nicknames. I just went with nicknames, and I just want to give you my favorite nicknames. You know, you know, keeping time as a factor here. My first one, obviously, one of my favorites of all time. I got the shirt to prove it. Rhino Ryan Sandberg, the Hall of Fame second baseman for my Chicago Cubs. Then, of course, you mentioned before, but Jim Catfish Hunter, and of course, he was given that nickname because owner Charlie Finley thought a countrified nickname would give him a little bit of flavor. And of course, he went on to star with your Yankees in later years. Great mustache. The other one from your Yankees, 1978 Cy Young winner, the Gator, Ron Guidry, Louisiana Lightning. Always loved that nickname. From your Atlanta Braves, the Crime Dog. Fred McGriff had some great years at first base, and I believe he was on Tom Amansky's defensive drills uh video if you go back and watch that on espn look it up on youtube if you're young and it's hilarious the bird mark fidrich and also one of my favorites cub and dodger ron say the penguin because man he ran like it so i knew you, i knew i knew you would get to, to the penguin oh i had to i had to it's been like i remember going to my first cubs game in 1987 my dad goes oh there's the penguin well that's ron say yes yes son that is the penguin all right those are just my favorite nicknames. I love your one through nine, and I love your starting pitcher. This was good. I like this. And you left off somebody near and dear to my heart. Come on. Lou, the Iron Horse, Gehrig. Oh, the Iron Horse. But, I mean, you could make an argument whether or not he was a uh, horse made out of iron or an actual equine. So, but, of uh, course, you know, I'm not going to quibble with you about that. Somebody local here from Savannah, Georgia, 
Ken the Hawk Harrelson out of Benedictine. I was about to say, mercy. Yeah, <laughs> which you heard a lot of him, of him in Chicago, I guess. Yeah, for, for some reason the Sox were on, but Lord knows I didn't watch a lot of those games. But he's a legend, and the Hawk is an absolute riot, if you've ever heard an interview with that guy. But what a life that guy's had. So that's a lot of animals, and a lot of these animals were all-stars. How about the Cobra? You remember who the Cobra was? Oh, Dave Parker. How about the other Hawk? Andre Dawson. You I'm gonna buy. I, I'm, I'm actually buying that shirt. I have a shirt that is just a blue shirt with a white logo with a number eight in the middle. The Hawk. You got it. Good stuff, All right. coach. Well, that's inning number one in the books. The coach and the baseball fanatic right here on the Who's on First Baseball Podcast, all presented by Coach's Corner. So uh, uh, we'll give you who's playing in the Sound Garden in the next break. But once again, the Sound Garden, the Sound Garden is going to be rocking Saturday night at seven o'clock. Okay, and yeah, I know, I know, it relates to me a lot because it was during the '80s that they're going back to. But uh, uh, you know, it was great. Um, last last Saturday night, I tell you what, buddy, head games, unbelievable. Oh, you went out and checked it out. Great, got a little foreigner action going on there. Sure did. All right, inning number two, we got a chop on the Braves. It's time to chop on the Braves. Yes, they finished the three game series with the Mets. Uh, they won one, dropped two. They lost the first. Won the middle, lost the third today. Uh, but you know why people stop panicking? Okay, stop panicking already on, on, on sports talk radio already. We're talking about, oh, you know, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets, the Braves are not. It's still. And you know what? I watched the post-game interview today because I got home in time to watch it yeah. on my drive back from the ATL. And there's Coach Snicker just hanging out, casual, not a worry in the world. Blasted. Exactly. So, all right, topics to talk about. Let me find my notes here for the Braves. Let me find the uh, Mr. Uh, Fanatic here. Oh, all right. I know what you're going to talk about. So, your your <laughs> reflection on the last three games against the Mets right away. That was a tough one. I mean, it was just a tough series, but I don't read too much into it, and we touched on it a little bit in the first segment. you got to play these guys nine more times. You were only two and a half games back. Twelve, buddy. Twelve four. more times. Twelve. Twelve more times. Sorry. You said you said nine. You are correct. I forgot nine about that. Se- nine in September. I forgot about the last – I forgot about that series in August. Pardon me. Right. So, 54 and 36. You are two and a half games back. Seven and three out of your last ten. Yeah, okay, you struggled a little bit, but guess what? The Cavalry's coming. You're getting some reinforcements back, reinforcements that have already come back. Kenley Jansen, he gets activated on Tuesday after having, you know, just you got to keep an eye on this. He had an issue when he was in Chicago and, uh, you know, with his AFib, and it was an issue he had with the Dodgers. He came back. He's available. Adam Duvall comes back on Monday, already hits a bomb. He's back in there. And you pick up a guy from a division rival that was DFA'd in Robinson Cano. You basically, you're just adding depth to your lineup. You can give, you know, especially with a guy like Ozzy Albies out, you can see what he can do at second base. You know he can hit, and he can still add a little bit of depth if you need a DH. I mean, obviously he's not going to play every day. I like that a lot. And, uh, I mean, those are two big games coming back here going into the break right now. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you dropped two out of three. It was frustrating. They tried to make a little bit of noise today. Uh, didn't happen too late, but Charlie Morton at least gave him five innings, gave him a chance. Again, don't panic. Good things are coming. Take a break. Get healthy. And, um, you know, we, there's a lot of positives to take away. So I'm going to turn that over to you. All right. The next one was uh, let's get into the uh, – the, uh, all-star, well, let's let's just stay right there. You talked about Jensen coming back. Let's talk about the injuries. I mean, Darren O'Day was put on the uh, 15-day injury list today. All yeah. Right, Mike, Mike Soroka is supposed to do a little uh, little uh, uh, interleague or uh, minor league. So, uh, yeah, he is ready to go on a minor league assignment. He's been doing baseball activities for the last month. And, I mean, and there really hasn't been a whole lot to update with him. But see him going down to maybe Mississippi or probably Gwinnett would probably make the most sense for him after the break. So uh, I see maybe later in August, we maybe get a chance to see Soroka ease back into that starting lineup. I don't know if they're going to have him in kind of a bullpen role or if they're really going to want to stretch him out. It depends. I mean, with a type of injury like that with an Achilles um, and the fact that you've had some success with your starters, um do you really want to rush him back? I don't see it. Spencer Strider has been dealing. He's been kind of filling in in that fifth starter role. And um, 
you know, I mean, again, it all goes into depth. I mean, the fact that you're getting him back, you're playing with house money a little bit. And also talking about injuries, mid-August, Ozzy Albies with his foot. I still think he goes down to Gwinnett, um, gets in a series, and just kind of see where is at, see where he is at. It's a fracture. It's not a full break, thank goodness. And he could be coming back, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives you can take going into the break. But, Coach, you wanted to talk about the All-Star game. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got it. one more thing. that you, uh, You're jumping a gun here. He just oh, came back. I missed something. Go ahead. Go. He just, well, that's because you're not watching with your eyes. Who just came back off eye surgery? Oh, of course, Mr. Eddie Rosario. And, and he, he was on fire. Yeah, he had a good day today. He went three for four. I mean, I forgot about Mr. Rosario. He came back over the weekend, you know, after kind of a, you know, after going in for that retina surgery right there. And, uh, yeah, I knew I was going to miss one, and I was actually thinking about Eddie earlier today when I was kind of looking at the stats a little bit. But good to see him healthy, coming in in a DH role. And, I mean, that's really where the DH role helps with the National League right now. You can ease a guy back into the lineup. But I'm just glad he's got his timing back because you lose a little bit, you know, out of your eyes right now. I mean, goodness knows what you're going to have to do to try to come back from an injury like that. Timing is the key. Oh, and he – he was ripping the ball. He was ripping the cover off the baseball. He was doing unbelievable. So, all right, All-Stars, okay? So the Braves All-Stars, here we go. Of cool course, stuff. we got Ronald Cunha Jr., okay? Uh, you know, he, he he's, uh, he, you know, what do you want? He was a fan favorite. He was voted in right away. Then, of course, we got to go with Max Fried, Dansby Swanson, Travis Donaud, William Contreras, and, of course, we talked about this in the first inning, Notable omission is Austin Riley, who hit his 25th home you run today. See. You could so, see he could be a late ad. So, but you got five. And I mean, coach, I mean, hey, that's the most, uh, that's, I think that's the most uh, selections the Braves have had since 2011. And, you know, they're all, well, except for Freed, they're all first timers, aren't first they? First timers. Actually, no, Freed is a first timer. So, so you got Acuna. Acuna has been in the All Star right. game before. And the other five, you look at Contreras, Darno, Max Freed, and Dansby Swanson getting a chance to go, you know, for the first time. So Atlanta will have five players and one starter in the All-Star game for the first time since 2011. I bet you it makes Wilson very happy that his brother's there. It's pretty cool. I, I've read a lot about it. I mean, of course, you know, Wilson, or excuse me, William is the younger brother of Cubs starting catcher, William Contreras. Their family is in the country all together from Venezuela for the first time together. Um, of course, you know, you saw the, you know, a chance for them to exchange a lineup card. And they're very close. And the fact that they're both in the show and their parents are going to be able to see it out in Los Angeles. Really cool. And it's I mean, it, it's it's one of those happy baseball stories that makes you smile. Who were the last set? Of, there was a last set of brothers that made it. Who were the last set before them? I don't know. Might want to wait on that. Oh, might be a trivia question for me? Yeah. Why don't you mull that <laughs> over? I got a little something for you. Oh, I got a couple for you, brother. Oh, ho, ho, ho. let's do it. Okay. All right. So that's the Braves. Chopping on the Braves there. You know, don't sweat it. Like Kyle's been saying and I've been saying all year long, we got plenty of time. We got down by 10 and a half. We're at two and a half. We got to take on the Nationals. Maybe we'll cut it down to one and a half. Never know. We might be in. We might take it uh, be in first place because who do the Mets take on next? Hmm, I do believe they're playing my beloved Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs and didn't play. I would really not like to talk about that right now. Why not? They played well against the Dodgers. Maybe they can knock off the Cubs for us. Yeah. So, we'll uh, sorry. Maybe the Cubs can knock off the Mets for the Braves fans. Well, Lord knows that would make me happy twofold right there. And it just helps ratings. <laughs> it should be it should be fun. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Cubbies this week. That's all hey, I got to say. Hey, that's all I needed to hear. We'll end that conversation there. <laughs> all right. And we just finished inning number two of the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast right here on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And don't forget, every Saturday night, it's mu music in the sound garden. Remember, at Coach's Corner, it's all sports, all music, all food, all fun since when? 1991. So, uh, of course, Coach's Corner has been around since 1991. They added the Soundgarden, and it's nothing but a, been a treat for everybody here in Savannah, Georgia. It has. And uh, let me get it. I, I, I want to make sure I pronounce the I'm, – I'm going to say ju Jukebox Journey, but it's not Jukebox Journey, okay? Uh, this weekend – where are my events page? Here it is. This weekend in the Soundgarden, we're going with 
Guardians of the Jukebox. You know where that's coming from? Hmm. You know what? You're going to have to fill me in a little bit. I'm kind of drawing a blank. It's going back to my heyday. Okay. It's a tribute to the 1980s MTV era. Nah, 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 nah. So, I mean, they're going to play everything that you used to see on uh, uh, MTV. Is MTV still on? Yeah, but there's a lot of TV shows. I don't recall the last time they played music, but I will say there's a great meme on Facebook. You've seen it a million times. Thanks, MTV, for the 14 years of music. So it's supposed to be a really, really good show. So go to Eventbrite, get your tickets, 7 o'clock. I'm going to throw this out right here right now. If you go to my Facebook page, the Call Tomasi for Sportsport Facebook page, you subscribe or you, you're already a subscriber, you share it and you let me know, email. I'll give you two tickets to Saturday night out there in the Soundgarden. How easy is that? I mean, it's very you easy. A phone. You could do this in three seconds. Pull it up. Look it up. Cardamasi Sports Report, boom, done. You're going. You're going to enjoy some great music. Remember, Guardians of the Jukebox, a tribute to the 1980s MTV show, the MTV era where it all started. And I can remember because that's my era. I know you aren't even a thought yet. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was not a thought, but I am familiar with the network. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's inning number two in the book. Inning number three. We go bananas with the bananas, and we go bananas with the local talent here in Savannah, Georgia. Let's start with the player who was in the Major League Baseball at a South Effingham High School uh, playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks. J.B. Wendelkin was sent outright to the Reno Aces. Yeah, and I mean, after having a really solid month of June, I mean, he's going to go down and I think – find a way to kind of retool a little bit. I don't know if it's a control issue. We all know that he had an injury back in May, and he came back and had a couple of good outings and has really struggled in the last 10 days. He went he went six straight without giving up a run. He certainly did. Against Detroit on June 26th, they got him for uh, two earned runs. Then five days later, four days later, July 2nd, Colorado got him for three earned runs. Yep. And uh, really his control hasn't been that bad, so – I don't know why they're sending him down to the minor leagues to retool, as you say, but, uh, I mean, hopefully he'll be back after the All-Star break. Yeah, you could certainly see if maybe it's a roster shuffle. I mean, I try to look at the positive in it. Hey, guess what? You get the break off. Um, you know, maybe go down and work on some couple of things. He will be back with this club. The Arizona team is not contending. The D-backs are in no way contending in that division. But he needs to figure some things out because he's had some success with the Diamondbacks this season, so best of luck to him. Okay, and then, of course, we've been talking about Tyler Bachelor. Uh, came up with the Mets, uh, throwing 98, 90 miles per hour. Had to get Tommy John surgery uh, since May 20th. He's been on the IL list for the Minnesota Twins AAA affiliate, the St. Paul Saints. Saints, Saints. So, yeah. yeah. Still, still has not come back since May 20th, buddy. Trying to battle back. So I don't know what the exact story is. Maybe I'll d- dig a little deeper, but, it, you know. I, I haven't heard any new back. reports, I'll tell you that. I mean, there's right. not a lot of information. Obviously, I don't know. They haven't said they're shutting him down. That's all I know. Okay. And then we talked about, of course, uh, Josh Reddick retired. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. He's signed to play in Austria. No, Australia. Australia. So we the other Austria. The other Austria. We don't know what's <laughs> happening with that contract, but we know he stopped playing in the Mexico League. Uh, so the Mexican league, so we'll see what happens to that. And then we, uh, Dom Damasi, uh, uh, put in his, uh, release papers because of, uh, shoulder issues. Uh, hopefully he'll work that out and maybe make another chance, another try. But, uh, then of course the only one left is Ryan Lola with the Charleston Dirty Birds. Take it away, buddy. I was about to say, I don't, I mean, I know that they've stretched him out and he's been getting a few chances to start here and there after coming out of the bullpen had a little bit of success, a couple of mixed starts. But, um, I mean, Coach, you know a little bit better about uh, his last appearance. Tell me about that a little bit. Uh, the last thing I got is his his stats. Uh, he's 4-2, and two, so I he probably won. He did pick uh, up he, another win. He picked right, up he, another win. He, he yeah. gave up a home run in that game. But, you know, 57 strikeouts in 50, 50 innings. Uh, he's been pretty solid. Like you were saying last week, he's got to take control of the uh, – of the home run uh, dinger that he's been giving Keep up. Keep down, kid. Rely on that slider. You got a good curveball. I still think there's a chance if he can uh, make it through this year, 
he might get himself, you know, and, you know, an invite next year, you know, maybe a minor league invite with an affiliated club. So he's putting in the work. Let's see what he can do. Well, let's see if he can find out. I don't, but he won his last game. I'm not exactly sure the date. Like I said, I've been away in Atlanta for two days. Yeah, so. you have been. And I don't have, I mean, I know he pitched about three or four days ago right now. I don't have the exact stats, um, but uh, I'll make sure we have him for the next show. You got that right. But he's still pitching. He picked up a win. He's four and two. So yes. we'll see what happens with that. All right. We got to go to the bananas. The bananas uh, at the All-Star game stood out. They had eight players go. Uh, they had the uh, the, the All-Star hitter of the game in uh, Bo Brewer. Yeah. So uh, Ty Jackson and Indiana Stanley were all over the base paths. Ty oh, yeah. Jackson was a social media phenomenon doing cartwheels and everything else at the All-Star <laughs> game. That's right. Of course, the West team with the Bananas and Coach Tyler Gillum won 3-2. So uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Jared Donaldson, banana pitcher, got the win going. Uh, two innings. Win after pitching two innings. Uh, hitless baseball. He gave up one run, but it wasn't earned, and he struck out two. Yeah, he sure did. So it was great to see some of the Bananas stand out in that 3-2 win up in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Indy Stanley, you know, with a hit by a pitch, a stolen base, which led to the first run of the game. And, of course, Ty Jackson got a walk and a scored that second run. Bo Brewer, big single and had an RBI. He went one for two on the night with the one RBI, leading to his being voted the hitter of the game. And, of course, Jared Donaldson picked up the W with uh, two innings pitched and, you know, uh, one earned run. Looked solid, only gave up one base hit, so a lot of fun. Great to see uh, some bananas taking home some hardware. And, uh, yeah, before we're getting back to work this week. So, and uh, they're right now in the second half, they're five and four. So they've got over the 500 mark, first half, right? Five and four, right? Six and four. Six and four. Yeah, so six they, and four. They, yeah. they got over the home. Now, I interviewed uh, Tyler Gillum last week for my yeah, Saturday show. Yeah, on the, on the sports report. Good stuff. And I found out that they're just trying players at different positions, different batting lineups. They're already locked for the Petit Cup playoffs, so they're trying to see where where they can fit people in. Because, you know, when you get to the end of the season, some of these guys got to go back to school. That's right. You get a lot of guys, especially underclassmen. You know, you, there is a good mix on this team, but you have a lot of guys that are freshmen and sophomores, you know, going in, you know, of course, to next year. And by the time you get to late August, they're done. They got to go back. They got to go back to respective schools. They got to go back to respective ball clubs and getting ready for college ball coming up that spring. So, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it, you know, especially in this league. You've locked it down. You know you have the guys that are going to get you through to help you win the first half. It's shown that. But it's who do you have that can get you to that next Pettit Cup and hopefully defend this thing? Well, it'll be pretty interesting. So we're going to see what happens in the next couple uh, weeks. And uh, once again, the Bananas are guaranteed a home playoff game. So there's another one that people can go buy a ticket. So uh, we'll see what happens. The Bananas are still... They're in second place now in the Western Division. I I, I wish they would call it North and South, but it's called the Western Division. Yeah, Western and Eastern. I get it. But, uh, hey, there it is. They're six and four right now, still playing some good ball. But, yeah, retooling is the best way to put it right now. Let's see what we have at the end of the year, and hopefully we make another run at this thing. So, uh, okay, here's here's the news I got to tell you. Let me get my uh, notes here. Uh, Last night against the Holly Springs Salamanders. Yep. Okay, let me get my note here. Drew Yanesta took one in the face. I hate to say it, but he took one in the face. They thought it went off his uh, helmet, but it didn't. It went off and broke his nose. Also caused some sinus issues and uh, did some orbital damage. Uh, he yeah. was in there. They Scary had stuff. To, they had to try and, uh, you know, stop the bleeding. So, uh, I mean, uh, hopefully he'll be back. But he, he was a guy that was having an unbelievable season. Yeah, he really was. And I mean, that was a scary thing. I mean, you, you, you hope and pray that that's why the helmet's there for a reason. But I mean, when you take some off the nose and into that orbital bone, I mean, anything, I mean, I, I've, I've dealt with that type of injury myself and it's, it is not fun. It's very scary. And I just hope Drew's okay. Cause he's been having a wonderful season. So, and just to make it quick, they rushed him to the hospital, to, to the ER, got a CAT scan, a CT scan, uh, broken nose, but it branches out into his sinuses and an orbital bone, and they packed his nose because of the bleeding. Uh, he had to go see a plastic surgeon today. So keep Julian Esta from the Savannah, the Savannah Bananas in your prayers because the kid was having an unbelievable season. Yeah, really talented guy, and uh, yeah, best wishes for you, Drew. 
Okay, so that's inning number three in the book. We're on a roll. We got about five minutes to go here, big guy. So this trivia game's got to go really quick. You got it. Once again, again, it's all presented by Coach Scorner. We're part of the Coach Scorner Sports Network. This Saturday in the Soundgarden is the Guardians of the Jukebox. If you loved MTV or you still love MTV or you watch MTV uh, reruns, it's uh, a tribute to the 1980s MTV era. So you're a a music buff. What are some of the songs that you would think from 1980 were on MTV? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, do you know the first song that was ever played on MTV when they started in 1981? Well, this is why the man's the trivia wizard. No, I have no idea. That was uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles. And, uh, you know, a kind of a a little bit of a new wave, very, you know, one hit wonder English band. There you go. You can hum a few bars. You're going to hear some of that. There you go. (laughs) You ain't going to hear me sing it, though. (laughs) No, I never have and I never will. So here, I got a challenge for you. Go to Call Demasi Sports Report uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe if you're not a subscriber yet. Or if you are a subscriber, share it. Send me an email, kdemasi at hotmail.com, and you'll get two tickets to the show Saturday night, 7 o'clock in the Sound Garden, right there on Victory Drive and Thunderbolt. It's the Guardians of the Jukebox, a tribute to the 1980s MTV era. And remember, radio killed – no. Video killed. Video killed the radio star. <laughs> they did. All right, inning number four. We're a little over here. We're going to the trivia. I can see the the, the, uh, fanatics probably getting a little hungry. So Angela's got the dinner on the table. So we'll go from there. Yeah, she even made the face. That was pretty good. Yeah, we're roasting garlic. We're having steaks. Let's go. (laughs) I'll take the steak. You can keep the roasted garlic. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, Who went first last week? You remember? No, I really don't. It's been a week. I can't remember what happened 20 minutes ago. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll let you go first. Well, you'll be the visitor. I'll be home to him. We play two, take two trivia questions. If we both don't answer them or we're tied, we'll go to a third trivia question and we'll go from there. All right. So let's make this quick. All right. I'll go first. Here's the first one. Throwing at the baseball fanatic who is leading five wins to three and we have five ties. Okay. How many intentional walks? Did Roger Maris get in his 61 home run season in 1961? How many intentional, intentional walks? walks? Yep. Ah. Uh, I don't know, 86. Zero. Oh, that's right, intentional walks. It was in front of Mantle. You there got you. it. All right. Come All on, right. fanatic, I'm you're thinking too much stuff. of the roasted garlic. No, it, it just looks good on the steak, but continue. <laughs> All right. All right, I am really mad at myself right now, so let me just get this out of the way. All right, go ahead. I'm going. Okay, name me the only player to win a league MVP award and not be selected to an All Star game MVP in their entire award? career. Yeah, a player won the MVP, but he didn't even go to the All Star game. Wasn't picked. But the All Star game is before you pick the MVP. Mm, no. Well, yeah, okay, but the point is, you weren't selected for the All-Star game. Oh, you were selected, but you went to the All-Star game and you won it? No, my point is, no, the league MVP award, not the All-Star game MVP award. This player won a league MVP, but did not go to that All-Star game. Quite frankly, he didn't go for his entire career. This is like pulling a needle out of a haystack. It really isn't. It really isn't? For you, it's isn't. For me, it is. I knew it immediately. I'm, I'm still mad about the Maris thing. That's why we call you the trivia king. I'm not the trivia king. I know. Uh, I mean, I knew that was a trick question, too. So I'm keeping it close, but I, I have no idea. I mean, um, uh, didn't win the MVP. Ken Griffey Jr. No. Well, no, because Griffey made a ton of All-Star games. It was Kirk Gibson with the 1988 Dodgers. I can't believe what I just saw. All right, you're rubbing it in because that's we got it when he beat the Yankees, right? Uh, no, that was Oakland. Hold it. When did Kirk Gibson hit the home runs in the World Series? And then they played. Didn't they play the Yankees? No, they played the Athletics. Uh, I thought it was the Yankees. No, that was 1981. Okay. All I right, wouldn't so have, I wouldn't never got that. I wouldn't never got that. So, uh, you know, that's out of my oh, league, buddy. Okay. Inning number two. Okay. 
Now you threw the curveball with with little Nuxel. What was his name? Oh, Joe Nuxel. Joe Nuxel, fifteen years old, right? Yeah, Hamilton, Ohio. Okay, since nineteen eighty, only one player has played in the major league in a major league game at the age of eighteen. Who was it, and who did he do it for? In the eighties. In the he in since nineteen eighty. Since only one player in major league baseball has played in, in a major league game at the age of 18. Nobody younger. Uh, Starlin Castro, 2010 Cubs. Alex Rodriguez, 1980 Seattle Mariners. What? <laughs> yeah. What talking about? 1980 Seattle Mariners? Didn't he? Oh, not 1980. 1990? Rodriguez is Rodriguez is the youngest player since 1980 to play in a major league baseball game at the age of 18. So what team was it for? You said Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. A Rod. Okay, A-Rod. that was with the Seattle Mariners. Right. So I got my year wrong. Uh, man, I gotta go back and look. Um, no, I'm honestly he he came up in '96 as an 18 year old, right? Yeah, he did. So he's the only one since 1980. He's the youngest youngest 18-year-old. Okay, I get what you're saying. Starlin Castro was 18 years old, but he, yeah, okay. He was closer to 19 than 18. All right, you got me. There you go. All right. So here's what I got for my second question. Well, how did I blow that question? I mean, the youngest player since 1980. I should have I just said that. He, yeah. yeah. He was younger than Castro, but go ahead. But that's okay. Bad wording. All right. That's fine. All right. Can you name me the winningest pitcher in Major League history to never feature in an All-Star game? That means he never played in it. He never played in it. He was never elected to one. And I'm not – and okay, now keep in mind, yeah, this is – yeah, I'm not going to say a dead ball guy when, you know, the All-Star game didn't exist because what's the point? 1933, Kaminsky Park, right? Kaminsky, yes. I said Kaminsky. You said Kaminsky. That's Kaminsky, a fellow. Whatever. That's a, that's a fellow I used to play pool with. Go park the car, buddy. No, that, that's Boston. All right, what you got for me? One of the winningest pitchers never to make an All Star game. This is a former 20 game winner. I'm just going to say he pitched in the 1970s and 80s. That's the only. That's the only clue I'm going to give you. I know you love. The, I know. I know you love the lick, nickname Gator. I didn't think you would know that, Ron Guidry. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, John Matlack for the New York Mets. I even told you he played on the Kansas City Royals. I actually no. I did. no. Actually, I didn't tell you that. I told you he pitched in the '70s and '80s. Good guess. Very good guess. Dennis Leonard, who was a swingman for the Kansas City Royals. He actually won 20 games in 1977, won 144 games, great second-half pitcher with all those playoff teams. Never got the nod to go to an All-Star game. I hate Dennis Leonard. Yeah. He was a Yankee beater. I know. That's why I thought you'd get it. All right, extra innings. Let's go. We're we're way over on this one. Extra innings. uh, All right, here's your question. All right, hopefully I can say it the right way. Who committed the most errors in Major League Baseball history, and how many was it? Oh, for a career? You talking about for a career? My gosh! Oh, I had I had to go get a tough one for you because I'd rather take a tie than lose again. Yeah, well, we're gonna have a lot of ties if this keeps going this way. You got me there. Oh. Most okay, so that means you had to play for quite a long time, and quite a long time ago. Mm. Just gave you a hint. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the babe. <laughs> I don't know. Way before the babe, and I know you're gonna kill me. Herman Long was an American League shortstop. 
played for the Kansas City Cowboys, the Boston Bean Eaters, the New York Highlanders, the Detroit Tigers, and the Philadelphia Phillies. He had 1,096 errors in 1,875 games. Wow. And he he was considered one of the best shortstops ever. Yeah, well, he probably had a lot of chances hit at him. He probably had rickets or something. I don't know. Uh, I know. You're all, right, all right. I know. All right. I know. Fine. I'm going to lead to my final question here. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I didn't want to give it away. Can you name me the last set of brothers to play in an all-star game? The you last, don't have to tell me what year. I just need to know the player. The last set of brothers. Yeah. The last two brothers to play in an all-star game. Well, I know it's not Joe and Dom DiMaggio. No, it's not. It's got to be you after there for them. that. It's got to <laughs> be after them. It's within the last 20 years. I'll give you that. Within the last 20 years. The only two I can think of that stand out for me because – they were both outstanding when they played. One was a catcher. What did the other one play? Or were they both catchers? No, one was a second baseman. Roberto and Sandy Alomar. Very good guess. But it's no. The, no, it's the Boons. Aaron and Brett, 2003. And the, the Alomars, what were they? 1990? Yeah, it was. I'm going with the last time that it happened. So there you go. So I, I was. that was 30 years ago. So 20 years ago, you're right. Yep. Yeah, I didn't remember so, the, Bo- the Broom brothers. Aaron, what did Aaron play? Second base? Uh, Aaron was an outfielder. And what did his brother play? Uh, I think Brett was an infielder. I got to go back and look. He was one, with, of them was, he, one of them was an infielder, but I would yeah, never he say he was in I, Seattle at that point. He, they both came up through Cincinnati. I remember that. I would so, never say All right. So, I would never say the Boone brothers. So, well, all right. Another go. tie. All right. Five, three, six. Wah, wah, wah. We got to get questions. together and start giving each other uh, a theme so we can start, uh, you know, making ourselves look good here. I, I literally did that. But you didn't tell me before the show. No, that's the fun. <laughs> All right, coach. All right. I love it. Good stuff, man. Like we say every week, remember, uh, Say a prayer for the people in the Ukraine and this crazy world of the United States. I mean, did you hear it happen with a Little League game in North Carolina the other day? Uh, yeah, I certainly did, and it's just – Is that crazy? It's its pretty ridiculous right now, Coach, and we're happy that we can be a little diversion for you out there just to have our little fun on the show. So, For no unknown reason, let's go to a Little League game and start doing what everybody else is doing. But anyway, say a prayer for everybody. Say a prayer for the United States. Hopefully it gets better. But like we say every week, whatever you're doing today, tomorrow, what are you going to do, Fanatic? You're going to always hit it out of the park. And until we see you next week, what are you going to do? Make it your best week ever. And make sure you go to Coach's Corner and get your tickets for the Guardians of the Jukebox Saturday night in the Sound Garden, 7 o'clock, Eventbrite, 20 bucks. You're going to love it. On that note, remember, just go out there and play some ball. Play ball. Hey, go eat some uh, roasted onions there. I'm eating steak, coach. (laughs) We'll see you later.